The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to create a life that's intentional and dynamic? Welcome to The Intentional Spirit with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Oh, yes, we are. I would say that we're ready for a life that's intentional, dynamic, and kind of the theme we've been using this year it was uh, started by a a practitioner here in our community is that we are living a life that is ridiculously amazing. <laughs> so let's grow into that one. Oh my gosh, ridiculously amazing. Now that just kind of sets a whole new tone and a whole new vibration. So thank all of you for tuning into our show. Love to hear from you. We love all the various guests that you recommend. None other than, um, A lifelong seeker, Ellen Grace O'Brien. She is the spiritual director of the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment, a meditation center in San Jose, California, and a well-noted author. Ellen, thank you for being on our show today. Thank you so much, Temple, and thank you for that inspired opening um, about the kind of possibility we can open to. (laughs) Isn't it the truth, though? I mean, I've noticed that in my own life as my words expand. You know, for many years, especially in spiritual community and in our teaching, you know, we would say God is inherently good. You know, there's only one power in the universe and it's a power for good, et cetera, et cetera. But it's like one day, about three or four years ago, I decided, let's raise the bar on that. Let's say God's amazing. Mm. And it is interesting. Uh, the power of word and the power of declaration. And a lot of things started changing, you know, like those of us that use the word miracle a lot, you know, I'm looking for the miracle. Oh, there's a miracle that happens in my life every day. It's really cool how we put that into, into our intentions. Well, I've been very much looking forward to talking with you and, Uh, You have a a new book out that, goodness, we could never have enough information about how to be abundant and how to be working with the inherent laws of life. But tell our audience, uh, especially those that you're new to and you're introducing yourself for the first time, how did you get on this amazing journey? Because you have lived a rich and full uh, life up to this point. Yes, well, um, I think we all do. And, um, you know, it's a spiritual journey that we're all on. And for me, um, 
you know, when I explore this question of how did I, you know, step on to the spiritual path, you know, the, 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 the truth is that we're all on that path and we always have been and the and the juncture at which i can recognize taking that conscious step onto the path that i'm on is as a young adult um just feeling like something was missing in my life and um discovering that you know what was missing was my connection to myself and that brought me to um, search for a path where I could connect to myself. And I met my teacher, Roy Eugene Davis, who's a disciple of Paramahansa Yogananda. And there I, I found out, you know, how to meditate. And really that was the key for me, for, you know, connecting to myself. And um, that started that inner journey and the way of self-discovery and the way of learning that, you know, God is awesome and I am awesome. We are all awesome because we are expressions of that. That's very powerful. Roy G- Eugene Davis, I mean, he, he literally gets younger every year, doesn't he? <laughs> he does. He's a good example of, you know, what it is to... Um, live a spiritually focused life, you know, a healthy life, an abundant life, a life of service. And um, yeah, so I have been really blessed to have studied with him and, you know, to know him for, this is my 40th anniversary of meeting him. So um, this year, so that's wonderful. Oh, that's beautiful. Well, I always love uh, meeting uh, spiritual leaders and teachers and retreat uh, center facilitators that uh, not only align with the emotional and the mental, the the spiritual, but incorporate the well-being of the body as well and really putting energy into being healthy and vibrant. And it does make a difference. It, it really does. And I'm, I'm looking at all your beautiful, your photos of yourself. And uh, it's clear that you're about that as well. I'm on uh, Ellen's website, Ellen Grace O'Brien. And O'Brien is with an A.com. So everyone tune in and, and look at all the things that she's doing and, and what she's about. But meditation for you has been life-altering. Meditation for me and also um, shamanism and doing spirit journeys and working with that non-ordinary reality that I feel has helped transform me often in certain situations. Do you have a particular practice that you do? Is it daily? Is it as needed? Is it both and? What does your <laughs> yes, that's a good that's a good way to look like. Yeah, it's a good way to describe it. It's both and. So I I like to have the foundation of a daily practice, a daily meditation practice, prayer, study, um, uh, because it sets the tone for the day. And I really recommend that. Um, But then, you know, I also think that um, 
and what I'm really up to with my teaching and with this new book is to really have us think about um, erasing, I'm going to call it erasing the split, <laughs> you know, the idea that we have, you know, that there's this, our spiritual life and our spiritual practice, and then there's our other life, right? <laughs> you know, our life in the right. world, um, our life related to money or relationships or however that is. And so for me, there's the foundational daily practice, but I really believe that our whole life is our spiritual practice. And I, I'm, I'm guessing I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that you feel the same way, Temple. No doubt about it. We are so right on the same journey, you know, no, no doubt. Um, what's coming up to mind is I was thinking about a, a young 40 something year old this week that was talking about how mornings were hard for him and he's a minister and how he really needs a sabbatical. And I'm, I'm thinking inside myself, um, with compassion towards him, but sparing him of saying, you know, <laughs> I've never been on a sabbatical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's you know, right. Yeah. You, just, you, you, you draw. So, um, I mean, when you're, when you're talking about your whole concept of uh, abundance and, and that energy and the jewel of abundance, which is the name of your book is that, I have found in my life that there's so much energy for us to tune into that's available. And often that's such a, a disconnect for so many people walking on the earth because they com compartmentalize. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to work and it's going to take my energy and then I'm mm -hmm. going to come home and get a little bit of it back, mm -hmm. you know. And then the grandkids are going to come over and the little <laughs> bit of energy I had, well, I don't know that I'll have any left. I'll probably just really need to spend the next two days resting. It's very interesting. Our languaging, isn't it? It is. And I'm, I'm just up to healing that um, because I think it's so important in our world that we recognize our whole life, our whole experience, our whole existence, you know, all of it as sacred because the, uh, I, I believe the deep rooted core problem, you know, that we have in whatever area it is in life um, that, you know, results in, in this um, materialistic consciousness, you know, that where we see um, the, you know, we don't see the earth as sacred. And so we um, plunder the earth, you know, we're not connected to that divine life in everyone and in everything. So healing that split um, allows us to experience how awesome our life is and how God, you know, is everywhere in everyone and in everything. And, you know, we're... We're so, We're so radiantly alive in it. Totally and and completely. And it's like, you know, people want the full benefits of all the amenities that a a car has to offer, but they never want to get inside the vehicle. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's people would like to have the abundance of what infinity and this all prevailing power has to offer. Yet there is a, an openness of the heart to realize that deep 
connection. Mm-hmm. And I understand that a part of your awakening has been through certainly your meditative uh, practice, but also you're extremely uh, committed to yoga. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am. And, you know, that really the path of yoga that I follow, Kriya Yoga, is part of the um, ancient system of yoga philosophy. So it's really um, uh, about meditation at its core and, you know, spiritually conscious living. Um, You know, many people today think of um, physical yoga or hatha yoga as yoga practice. And I've always appreciated that. Um, But the crux of the path that I follow is about meditation, about spiritually conscious living, about how to change our minds, you know, from lack to abundance, how to cooperate with the infinite. So it's all there. It's, um, um, it's so completely aligned with new thought principles as well. How did your new book, how long has your book been out? Um, um, just, yeah, just yeah, a very just a short bit. time. It came out the end of November. So, oh, um, that's really just the other day. Oh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a new baby. So I'm just out in the world. I, I'm in podcast land talking about it and I'm, you know, going across the uh, U.S. and then a little bit internationally at the end of the year. Um But, you know, what I wanted to bring out from this path of yoga, from yoga philosophy, is this teaching about, it's a spiritual teaching, you know, about how we can prosper. And uh, I'm sure it's not new to you at all, but it it has to do with first understanding, experiencing, and knowing our own wholeness, our own fullness, our own divinely prosperous nature, and then learning how to live that, learning how to express it. And as I mentioned, you know, learning how to cooperate with the infinite, um, which has no lack. Um, so it's a guidebook, um, you know, for spiritually conscious living and how to prosper and um, how to prosper in a way that, um, you know, helps us fulfill our spiritual destiny, um, our spiritual purpose in life. And so this, this idea of wealth, um, and prosperity is not, it's not a, it's not a book on, you know, how to get rich. Um, it's a book on, you know, how to fulfill your divine purpose and how prospering is an inherent part of that, how your life purpose, your divine expression, and prospering are um, deeply connected. Well, that's true abundance. Anyway, (laughs) it is true abundance. Beyond, you know, get rich quick and, you know, all of those niceties and formulas and things like that. You're talking lifelong further incarnations of understanding how to work with the natural laws of life that are that are there and so uh-huh. evident and so and having the eyes to see them and the, the the heart to be open to them 
and understanding that often what you're declaring into being may be a different package than what you think. It may show mm-hmm. up different, mm-hmm. but learning to be in that ebb and flow and, and listen, I mean, that is that's really what it's all about, isn't it? It's, it's it, you know, what I'm getting, and I, of course, you know, all this is all uh, not scripted and it's just free flowing, but I'm getting that what you're talking about for the heart and the eyes is what yoga is for the body. Mm. How would that work? I can sit <laughs> with that. I need yeah. to process that a little bit, but it, it's true, isn't it? It's well, like, Mm-hmm. The jewel of abundance, the finding the prosperity through the ancient wisdom of yoga is that it's that if people would be willing to stretch more their day-to-day reality and to get out of those same boxes and paradigms of how they have limited themselves, uh, so many people stop a new idea, a new dream, a new thought because they go by what's not a uh, a priority right now in the bank account or what they feel they have or they don't have versus entertaining the idea of just the feeling of what would that be like. Mm-hmm. That's a critical step. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and I think, you know, what, one of the reasons I wrote the book is because over the years in, in, in sharing spiritual teachings, um, I, I discovered that um, you know, people are, are open to, and, you know, of course, we're just naturally inclined to want to wake up spiritually and come to our spiritual path and open to that fullness of our being. But then when it comes to translating that into, you know, how do we live and, you know, how do we work? How do we pay the bills? How do we send the kids to college? You know, how, how do those come together? And um, so, you know, there's so many pieces of that, that, you know, having some practical skills for how to um, bring those, you know, um, so-called different worlds together, which are really one. Um, But we need, I think, um, uh, to step back and, as you say, out of the box and look at it in its wholeness, you know, that our spiritual life expresses in all these ways. And then we also need tools, I think, you know, for um, helping us stay open to possibility, tools for changing our minds from, you know, old uh, limited beliefs and, um, you, you know, and so, so forth like that. Very, very true. How did you come into this of, did you have shifts in your own life experience? Is it through the years of observation and and seeing the different values oh yeah i mean totally when i um you know when i came onto the path of kriya yoga which is you know we could call it an enlightenment path a, a spiritual path for self and god realization um and my my teacher i remember him one time asking the question you know, what would you do if you knew that you had all of the resources that you will need to completely succeed? What would you do if you knew that you could not possibly fail? 
And it was such a powerful question. You know, what would you do if you, if you knew that you had all the resources that you need to fulfill this idea, this divine idea, this dream that you have? And what I realized was in, in just his very asking of that question was I realized that I had been holding myself back in some ways, you know, that, um, you know, just by some inherent ideas of limitation, like there were some things that I didn't dare to dream. And that question um, just sort of blew that, uh, blew the lid off that one for me and had me begin to think about, well, what would it be like um, to live with a greater openness to possibility? And um, so, you know, that became part of my spiritual journey. And, you know, one of the things that I learned um, on my spiritual path is that, you know, life is this unbounded, awesome, infinite um, expression of absolute reality. And we can learn how to cooperate with that infinite energy, that infinite possibility. So we can learn, we can learn how to align our life with the power that enlivens the universe. And, you know, at the core of it, it, it wants, you know, everything, everyone and everything to thrive and to express and fulfill its potential. So that's how I, you know, became aware of it. And that's how I, you know, went on this quest. And then, you know, my life had so many stories of, you know, entering into that relationship with the infinite and finding, you know, these grace filled ways in which, um, my life was thriving, you know, beyond my wildest dreams. And we're grateful that you're willing to share it. I am. And, um, you know, so one of the, one of the stories that, which I do include in the book was about, um, you know, finding a, um, a location for our ministry. You know, we started off like many ministries, which is, you know, renting a place, right. And paying that overhead and, you know, not exactly having the perfect right place for you. And, um, you know, there came a time when, you know, as a community, our ministry became uh, willing, um, to have our own place. And for me as the spiritual leader, I, the work I had to do, you know, was to become willing myself, you know, willing to step out into something much bigger, willing to take on that responsibility, you know, all of that. So it's a, it's a long story, but the, but the short, short end of it was where, where our ministry is in Silicon Valley in California, which is one of the most expensive areas uh, in the world, you know, for property. And um, we didn't have money. We, we had a fundraising drive. We raised $10,000. Dollars and <laughs> that, that hardly even shows, shows up, up on the scale, on the, right? In California, that's like, yeah, you know. right. So, you know, but with that and with a whole lot of faith and a whole lot of gumption, you know, we went looking for property and um, we found a place that Unity Ministry was moving out of it. And it's in the Rose Garden area of San Jose, which is one of the most beautiful uh, areas, um, one of the most beautiful neighborhoods, in a historic neighborhood in San Jose. And we found the place, you know, it's an acre of land right there in this beautiful rose garden. And um, the property was $2 million and we had 10000 
And um, we said, this is our place. And so, you know, there was a whole process of opening ourselves to possibility around knowing that truth. And then what happened was um, an anonymous donor came forth and offered the full amount of money to purchase that property. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, that's one example. And it's, you know, it's a very powerful example. Um, but for me, you know, so I... So $2 million and you it was, had 10000 That's right. Wow, I love it. Isn't it great? And it was a pure gift. It wasn't... And it was a grace gift. It was not somebody that, you know, was active in the community and, you know, was going to make it work. Um, it wasn't somebody who, who wanted their name on a plaque, you know, or wanted something, you know, it just was a pure gift from the universe. And, um, wow, that is so beautiful. Well, we're going to hear some more of these stories after we come back from break. I want to highlight for sure that you want to go to Ellen's website, Ellen Grace O'Brien with an A, that's O-B-R-I-A-N.com. And look at her incredible book and all the things that she has available. And we'll be right back after this short break. Thank you so much. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. It takes you to power Unity Online Radio. If you'd like to make a positive difference in the world, you can by contributing to this global ministry. Unity Online Radio relies on listeners like you to support our broadcasts that send our messages out to an awakening world. Go to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate Today. Here's a Unity Mindful Moment with Eric Butterworth, taken from the live lecture, A Course in Practical Metaphysics. Emily Cady, in her Lessons in Truth, makes a statement which I think we need to kind of think about a little bit. She says, God is not a being with qualities or attributes, but he is the good itself coming into expression as life, love, power, wisdom, etc. He is the good itself coming into expression as life, love, power, and wisdom. In other words, and this again is, is shattering to some of us, God is not loving. So God is a loving God. God is not loving. Because the moment we talk about God is loving, we've got the anthropomorphic Michelangelo like God sitting up in a crowd somewhere with his heart beaming out and saying, oh, I love you all down there, see you so dearly, as long as you're good. But I'm not going to love you very much if you don't go to church and so forth. God is not loving. God is love. To find out more about Eric Butterworth, visit unity.org. Now's the time to register for this year's Heart of Healing Retreat, hosted by the leaders of the Silent Unity Prayer Ministry. Imagine coming to the beautiful campus of Unity Village with its fountains and rose garden to rest and renew your spirit as you explore the spiritual principles of healing. You'll spend time in silence as well as celebration. The retreat is April 25th to 28th with an early bird discount before March 1st. Visit unity.org slash silentunityretreat. 
Sometimes you might feel so alone with your problems, you don't know where to turn. We invite you to call Silent Unity, the 24-7 prayer ministry, where someone is waiting to pray with you every day at any hour. Listen and relax as you hear their beautiful words affirm the highest and best outcome for you and those you love. No matter what's going on in your life, Silent Unity is always standing by. Call today, 816-969-2000. Recovery from addiction can be a lonely experience. Get help and support with Rev. Lonnie Vanderslice, Rev. Dan Beckett, and Spirit of Recovery every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central. Welcome to a place where spirituality and recovery meet. Each week, you'll hear stories and topics that are important to the recovery community. Tune in for some lively conversation and join in with your questions and comments. Nearly 21 million people struggle with addiction in America. Reach out and join us here on UnityOnlineRadio.org. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Welcome back to The Intentional Spirit with Reverend Temple Hayes. Welcome back, everyone, and thank you so much for, for being with us. As I, as I say so often, it, it's such a beautiful experience in life to be an intentional spirit, that every day there is the intention that you see the grace all around you. I love that Ellen Grace uh, well, you set that up in your lifetime, right? Did you name yourself or was your middle name actually no. Grace? No, it is actually Grace. And um, oh my gosh, I, from day one, then you, you needed to look at that. Like me being named Temple, that's going to be all of its own. <laughs> it's, so it's, it's beautiful. Like, it's beautiful, oh. isn't it? And it did, it was a, it did portend a, um, kind of a, that golden thread in my life that is is fascinating. Oh yes. Absolutely. Well grace is one of my favorite words. I just <laughs> love it, love it, love it. It's it's right up there with the top ten for sure. So we're just delighted to have you on the show. I'm talking to Ellen Grace O'Brien. Her website's EllenGraceO'Brien.com. That's O'Brien with an A. And we're talking about her her new book the jewel of abundance and um and just you're sharing the the richness of these stories it's just really beautiful um you were talking earlier about some of the uh, content in your book that you have the four vedic goals talk to us about that yeah thank you um well it, you know as a, as we were talking in the first segment of the program in in terms of a spiritual teaching and this teaching that I'm sharing in this book the jewel of abundance actually is is drawn from the Vedas the ancient Vedic teachings and what we find there that is just fascinating and it's so life affirming is a structure um, for life that is recommended for everyone. These are universal goals of life, and there are four of them. And the first goal is to live with higher purpose. And this goal is dharma. And, you know, people are more familiar with that word dharma today. <laughs> you know, they say, well, it's I'm doing this because it's my dharma. Um, but, you know, dharma really refers to 
purpose, you know, the purpose of life, the purpose of the universe, it refers to divine order. And so when we think of living with purpose as our dharma, it's really about living with higher purpose. So that's the first goal. And the second aim in life that is 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 part of that is wealth. And so I just found that so fascinating, you know, in these four aims of life, you know, higher purpose, we sort of know that about spiritual life, right? But then comes this next one, which is wealth. And a lot of people say, whoa, you know, how did you get there? Um, but, you know, when we really think about it, it makes perfect sense because if you're you're here to express yourself, to fulfill your divine um, potential and to contribute tribute to life. And in order to do that, you, you need to know how to draw to yourself the resources that are needed. And you and you need to know how to be a generative person, you know, how, how to make your offering to life. So wealth is a principal part of that. So that's the second goal. And that's really what my book is about, is about this comprehensive idea of the purpose of wealth, what it is, and how we can experience it in harmony with living with higher purpose. Then the third goal um, is just equally astounding and, you know, equally um, pragmatic. And the third goal is pleasure. The third goal is to enjoy life. (laughs) And, And of course, you know, we're kind of bucking against a lot of old ideas, old spiritual teachings that, you know, wealth is bad and pleasure is bad. Desire is a problem. But, you know, we inherently desire, you know, we desire every day to experience happening, happiness. Everything that we do is about that. All the choices we make are to avoid suffering and find happiness and contribute to the happiness of others. So it makes perfect sense. Uh, So pleasure is the third goal. And then the fourth goal is freedom or moksha which is which is to have our sights set on waking up completely in this lifetime you know being enlightened being liberated so those four goals are a template you know for a spiritually conscious um, radiant divinely engaged awesome life those are very powerful they're they're Yes, they are. They they remind me somewhat of the energy of the four agreements. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just, yeah, just really. And I like the number four. There, mm-hmm. There's enough, but not too many for us to remember. <laughs> yeah, and it, there's an inherent sense of balance um, in those four and the way they work together. One of the things I mention in, in the book is that, you know, those are, they're designed to be in balance. And so, you know, if we have, you know, for example, too much spiritual striving in our life, you know, like trying to be holy, (laughs) trying to be a spiritual person, which is misdirected because it's, it's, it has misunderstanding at the root, you know, about who we are. We're already spiritual. So our spiritual practice, our spiritual life is about expressing that. But if we're, if we're all wrapped up, you know, in trying to become spiritual, then we're not enjoying our life. And, um, you know, pleasure is, is left out. But you 
if we get too wrapped up in um, pleasure, um, in you know pleasure of the senses, um, and we we somehow you know miss the a more subtle form of pleasure, um, which is bliss. You know the joy of the soul, which is that unconditional happiness that we're really looking for. So our understanding about the goal of pleasure in life needs to be tempered or illumined by our uh, goal to be spiritually awake and to live with higher purpose. It's so powerful. It's so true. You know, it, it's like uh, when I was a teenager, I, I had a poster in my room and I had the black lights and, you know, all that. And uh, <laughs> you remember those days and the, the glowing posters. I mean, they were so significant then. But anyway, um, one of the posters says, you know, learn from the mistakes of others because you may not live long enough to learn them all yourself. Mm-hmm. And that really kind of stayed with me. I mean, certainly today I would probably language it a little different, but in that, um, I knew that I didn't want to be an author with solutions that wasn't living it as a daily practice. Mm-hmm. I mean, along the way in my life, I've seen a number of people, you know, write books about ending world hunger and not knowing anything about the children and the broken toys in the in the backyard where they live. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, and, absolutely. And so I I love. I love what you're talking about is that everything is spiritual and often, and I, I know that I've, I've needed to learn this myself through the years is I might be out there in the journey um, because I, I learned to be like, you know, in order to have it, you have to make it happen. You know, I grew up as a woman in the sixties and seventies and, you know, and we weren't doing many leadership roles back then. And it was climb the ladder, you know, kind of that patriarchal kind of mm-hmm. leadership style. And so to totally change midway in my life to allowing and mm-hmm. let be and, you know, it's it's more about being than doing. And wow, I mean, that takes a little energy to break some of those paradigms of habits. You yeah. know, that's for sure, right? It does. And... You know, it takes, I think, also a deep understanding of the truth of our being. So, you know, a a lot of that striving is about, you know, trying to become someone or something. And there's that fundamental error, right? You know, that something is lacking. And so we have to go create it. Um, and so when we, when we come into this understanding of our own divine nature, our own inherent fullness, our own inherent blessedness, then we can go about um, contributing to the world in the most powerful ways, um, not because we're trying to get something or be someone or gain something, but because we absolutely have something to give out of our own fullness. Hallelujah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 We got our hallelujah on today. That's for sure. That's good. I like those amen moments. You know, sometimes I have to encourage my congregation to, (laughs) to, to offer it up, you know, as we're, as we're exploring these, um, these blessings that we have really in, in our life. And, you know, one of the things that, um, 
you know, we can think about is just our own experience of that fullness, right? You know, when we, uh, one of the examples I give is that, you know, when you're in love and hopefully everybody, all your listeners have had the experience of being in love and, and you feel that fullness and you feel that joy within you and, you know, love just flows in life, right? You know, you, you go to the supermarket and everybody's smiling at you and there is such a beautiful experience of how, how radiant life is and things are just flowing and coming your way. And so that's that experience of your own, you know, fullness. And then, and then there's the opposite end of that spectrum where, you know, we just feel down and out and, you know, like we, we just need somebody to affirm us, right? Somebody to love us, somebody to come on and give us a little love, give us a little affirmation. And if you've ever felt in that space of neediness, um, generally what happens is that people will just um, ignore you. Um, you know, you can't find, um, somebody to affirm you as hard as you look. And so I like to say that, you know, you're in, in the one example, you're a love magnet and the other one, you're a love repellent. Um, and it feels so sad, you know, if you're in that place and you're really looking for some affirmation and some love, um, it feels so sad that it just seems like it's not there. But of course, it's just a fundamental demonstration of how our state of mind, our state of consciousness um, influences our experience of life. It's so very true. I mean, if it wasn't for the sand and the grit, there would be no pearls, right? It's true. It's true. And it's our, it's our, it's our learning. And, and, you know, that's, um, I think that's that, um, step that we take, you know, we learn these powerful metaphysical principles and, um, you know, we don't really, they don't really become ours, you know, until we actually see how they work in our own life. And when we do, you know, then that becomes, you know, spiritual knowledge that's available to us. It's so very true. Well, I'm I'm still basking in, in what you were saying earlier about the $10,000 and you had this $2 million property. That is so cool. I just, <laughs> I, I just love that. Well, I know that uh, not only in your community and <clears throat> the thriving energy that it has, and but the people that have been participating and following you and your blogs and your podcast that you're now doing, um, share a couple of stories of um, insights that people have received or uh, something that's happened in their lives. I think for all of us as healers, we love to hear those wonderful stories. They're the, they're the medicine for our soul. Mm. There's so many stories of healing, aren't there? I think one of the um, most profoundly important stories of healing that I hear, you know, when people come onto the spiritual path and they begin to meditate, they begin to study, they begin to understand about the nature of mind um, and the nature of reality. One of the healings that happens is family healings and um, family relationships that people thought at one point in time were just intractable, you know, that just could not be healed, you know. Um, and I have heard so many stories of people um, 
coming into a healing where they can reconnect with parents, they can reconnect with brother or sister um, after a long period of estrangement that has to do with, you know, forgiveness, of course, with healing the heart. But even fundamentally more than that, it it has to do with coming to know the truth of who we are and who others are as a spiritual being that allows us to be open um, in in new ways, allows us to take care of ourselves in smarter ways. So, you know, I would say over and over again, that's the most comprehensive, um, important healing that I see is this healing between people and in particular in families. And I want to say as we're, you know, our topic is we're talking about wealth, that it's really important to understand that you know, wealth, of course, is not just money. And we all know that, but we tend to think about wealth as dollars um, because of the culture that we live in. But, you know, wealth is family, wealth is relationships, wealth is health, wealth is knowledge. Um, so, So wealth, as we look at it as part of our spiritual life, encompasses all these areas of our life. Very well said. <laughs> Where do you see your life going from here, Ellen? You're you're part of an amazing center there um, in the area of San Jose. Well, I you know I can I cannot say um, exactly you know, where the next (laughs) turn in the road will be, but I do know it will be good because that is my experience that, um, you know, Paramahansa Yogananda had a beautiful saying, you know, he said this side of the transcendental field, (laughs) you know, that, which is just pure and still, you know, this, this side of the transcendental field where it's just God in creation, there is ever new joy, And so I really do experience my life as that ever new joy, um, ever new unfoldment of divine possibility. And, um, you know, I've been uh, engaged in my life in ministry for over 35 years now and have founded the center and another nonprofit that is for teaching is for nonviolence education and we teach meditation in schools and prisons and you know so that's another avenue of the work and right now i'm concentrating on writing and uh, of course i'm in part two of writing the book which is then going out and sharing um sharing it with the world so i'm grateful to do that today and i'll be doing that for a little while and then whatever comes next i'm sure it will be Um, divine joy in another form. I love that specific and non-specific at the same time. (laughs) That's uh, that, that would be me as well. I don't want to give too much information. (laughs) Well, I, you know, I have just found that, um, you know, my goal is to live a God centered, um, spiritually conscious, blissful life and and a serviceful life so those are that's the direction that I am pointed in and I like to stay open to you know how I'm being guided how I'm being directed um, to do that 
And, you know, when, when, when I talk to people about Dharma, you know, this goal to live with higher purpose, and people often think about that, like Dharma is your job, is your vocation. But I really see Dharma as the way in which we engage in life um, that allows our innate divine potential to unfold and be expressed. I couldn't agree with you more. It's, uh, I think some of my most fulfilling opportunities have been when I'm not in my career outfit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm, I'm just a person walking the beach and, mm-hmm. uh, and realizes that confronters have washed up and the tide's too far down and they can't get back. Mm-hmm. And that's my work. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, that's my work in the moment. It's the most important thing I'll ever do. And it's right there and it's, it's alive and it's raw and it's fresh and it's what I need to have happen right then, you know, and it, it's, it's interesting that a, a guy walked up to me, you know, while I was doing it and he went, well, what are you doing? And I said, well, I'm, I'm putting these confritters, you know, back in the water because if I don't, you know, they'll die. They can't get back. They're in like this form of quicksand and he said, well, you know, there's a whole lot of them. And I said, yeah, and that's what I'm going to do. And so anyway, um, I know this is sounding like, you know, the the sand dollar idea, but it's, you know, this is what it is. But so he goes up to a friend of mine who also decided to help and she's throwing him in and he starts talking to her. And then a minute I look down at the beach and there he is and he's picking him up and putting him in the water. <laughs> oh, I love that story. But he, he came back to me and he said, you know, thank you for that. Thank you for doing what you're doing. You're a good person. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, that's nice. And I, I do appreciate that. But to me, it has nothing to, it has everything to do with the fact that we're all sharing life together. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's a it's an essential responsibility. It's not a character choice. It's uh this is who you are. You know, this is this is what you do. And you've really just named, you know, what I see as our greatest wealth, which is our opportunity, the opportunity that we have every day to give, you know, to serve. Um, because that is you know, it's who we are, <laughs> you know, it, it, it is because we are spiritual beings and we think of the nature of God, spirit, whatever you call it, that reality gives, it's its nature, you know, that's how we got here. <laughs> the whole nature of God is in expression in the world. And so for us, you know, our greatest wealth, I think, is discovered, you know, as we give, you know, as we serve and it, it's a great joy to be able to do that isn't it it really is it's like it's your best day you know <laughs> yeah. it's mm-hmm. absolutely your your best day and that's where a lot of energy comes from and and you know and when people don't reserve it well i'm saving my energy for my career you know mm-hmm. or I'm saving my energy for you know i'm writing this book but if it if it becomes the the true part of it is that the more I give it, I can't give away 
all the energy that I receive daily from spirit. It's, it's true. It's, it's true. And, and, you know, the, I think the secret of that, the, of skillfully um, living that way is the connection that we maintain to ourself, to our higher self. You know, if the giving is coming from an ego sense, you know, of wanting something back, then, then it becomes depleting. Yes, it absolutely does. Well, with our couple of remaining moments, what are some of the things that you feel you've you've learned for sure? I would like to uh, bring to everyone's attention that Ellen Grace O'Brien has a lot of uh, products, not just the one book. She's been writing and sharing and been an author for a long time. So she has several books and several um, MP3s and meditations and she's got it going on (laughs) she's really got it going on (laughs) thank you so much and and the easy thing about this book is it's right there on amazon too so and people can just go there and um but i appreciate the direction to my website that's really kind of you thank you so much oh it's my pleasure i i want people to know about you so they can experience the the work that you're doing uh, Ellen Grace O'Brien, O-B-R-I-A-N.com. And I want to thank all of you for uh, your continuous uh, effort and promotion of our Unity Online Radio Show, The Intentional Spirit, because of you people listen throughout the world. I want to also thank all of you for your participation with uh, our Spirit at Sea Travel journeys that we go on. We're coming up on one in March that uh, we'll be joining Unity worldwide headquarters and we're taking a cruise and you can go to spiritatseatravel.com and find out more about that. Um, Just lots of experiences that we have uh, on the collective that we can support each other and, and bless each other with our intentions and to know for sure that one of our greatest missions is to know that we've made the world a better place because we were in it. My teacher always said to me, the secret of life is not to join the problems or to be a problem, but to live in the solutions and knowing that in some way you've put a dip in that, in the waters of life and made the world a better place. And I like that. I like that a lot. I want to thank you so much, uh, Ellen, for being with us. And I want to wish you, uh, such uh, great joy and grace that you're already living in and many more opportunities that you have that are right there in front of you. Thank you, Temple. It has just been delightful to have this conversation with you. I appreciate you. I appreciate your work. I appreciate your vision and your um, just your divine presence. And I offer my Greetings and gratitude to all of your listeners as well. Thank you so much. So let's affirm for all of us that there is an infinite source of energy that we call God, our creator, that is blessing us and filling us full, that we are working with a cup that never runs dry, but it is truly the wellspring that we know of life, and we are so blessed. Bless you. Bless you, dear Ellen. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation, and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.